0: This week on Living in the Pages, I speak with New York Times best-selling author, Kelly Elliott. We discuss deadlines, empty inns, charming town names, and sneaking books from under the bed. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Bella, how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, same here. We had the privilege of my daughter and I, we sat with you and your husband at one of those author dinners. And then I never saw you again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's so funny. I know. I haven't, I haven't, oh my gosh, I can't even remember the last time I actually did a signing. I think it was in London a few years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I haven't been doing very many of them lately.
0: I did some last year and then this year was going to be my year to only do a couple and they've all gotten canceled. Same here.
1: (laughs) Took care of that for me. Exactly, exactly. Well, how have you been? I've been well, just enjoying our beautiful weather here. Has it gotten a little bit warmer where you are? Good.
0: Yes, it's beautiful. That's good. Are you
1: in Texas? I am. I'm right outside of Austin in a little town called Wimberley.
0: That's a beautiful name for a little it's, town.
1: <laughs> and it's a perfect little town it is. It's like one of the last small towns of Texas that's still trying to hold on to their their small town roots and not get too big and but they're doing a pretty good job, but we're still growing. This whole area is is, is pretty popular, so I love that. So
0: are some of your stories based on Wimberley?
1: You know I've only ever written one book of mine that was based in Wimberley, um, and only probably half of the book was. And then they they went off to I think Marble Falls and on a ranch, and um, but no, I'm really kind of surprised I don't have more uh, areas super close to me that I write about. But I tend to write more about the smaller towns out a little bit more west of me in the hill country. Um, mm-hmm. and, just because it's—I don't know—I think it's weird to write too much about my. <laughs> my <own> <laughs> <story>. <laughs> so I tend to kind of stay away from it, but I have written one that was based here in Wimberley. It was a fun little book. Do most people around town know you're a writer and read your books? Um, a lot of the a lot of people in my neighborhood do. <laughs> um, I have oddly enough, have run into a few people who have recognized me, which is, was weird. Um, I think one of the most insane moments I've ever had is when I was going to the grocery store um, and it was in this little town called Dripping Springs, which is right on the other side of me. She, and I got out of my car. And these this names. Woman, I know, they're crazy, right? Uh, she was sitting in her car and her windows were cracked. <laughs> and I paused for a second because... I recognized the book she was listening to oh my and I goodness. didn't want to seem like a creeper. And so I kind of went around to the back of my car and was like trying to eavesdrop. And she was listening to one of my books oh. and I oh. was just, I could not wipe the smile off my face the entire time. I mean, I'm sure that whole shopping trip, people were looking at me like, uh <laughs> why is she smiling so big? Oh That's <laughs> but that great. Was pretty neat. That was pretty neat. But it is. Yeah. It's, If they, if they do know, I do notice like some people will kind of, it's a small, smallish town, but not too small, Hmm. but it's, it's weird to have your neighbors follow you on, on Facebook and, uh, yeah, that's gotta be so odd and make comments. (laughs) Yeah, It is. I'm like, um, okay. I keep forgetting that. You know, everything is... All my posts are pretty much public, so... I can see why you don't write about Wimberly. then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I have to be really careful, too. It's like, you know, the things that I say and, you know, because I, I, I do. It's like my neighbors are, are creeping on me.
0: <laughs> well, by the time this airs, things may be way different, probably will be. But for now, how have you been doing the past few months at home? Um,
1: You know, I've been pretty good i'm pretty much a, a homebody anyway i live it takes me about 25 30 minutes just to get into the grocery store mm-hmm. so i don't tend to leave too often so it's it's been okay but my daughter is in college and so she's back home mm-hmm. and this is gonna be crazy to say but it's been a huge adjustment having her home i bet um, it's just things have changed in the two years that she's been gone. And so she's bossy. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <I'm still laughs> when did the mama <laughs> reverse here? Um, but it's, you know, my husband still has to go into work. And mm-hmm. so that's a little stressful. Yeah, I bet. Um, I'm ready for things to get back to normal, but you know, it's, I think because I am just home so much, it, I just, and I've been on such a tight deadline with two books. I've just kind of shut myself off from the world and just mm. kind of hear what my husband says and just when you go into the grocery store. But it's very surreal. It's a it's a weird time. Yeah. It's definitely a weird time. So weird. Yeah. How about you? How have you been doing? Um. Well,
0: I'm an extreme homebody too. So I I just feel very fortunate that I've been able to just keep staying home. Yeah. But um yeah it it it's stressful, even not going out much at all, just the thought of i don't know all the unknowns i guess are yeah can drive you a little bit crazy, so I've just tried to each day stay sane and just doing my thing
1: yeah i er, I learned early on to not obsess over the top the t- i mean for for days and days, I was just watching the news and watching the news, and i was it i it was kind of starting to give me a little bit of anxiety. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can't obsess about this like this. So that's helped me. Thank too.
0: goodness for a deadline, right? So you've had two book yeah. deadlines. I'm reading Lucky in Love right now, which is so great. I love Truett and Saren. Is that how you say their names? Yes. Truett and Saren? Yes. And exactly, Roger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're great. It was a fun book to What's the other book you're working on?
1: I finished up the third book in the Meet Me in Montana series, which is titled Good Enough. Um, it, actually, the first two books were with Mount Lake. Uh, so I finished that one up, sent it to my agent, and then I had to finish up the next book in the Seven Brides series, which is Feels Like Home. And I was super far ahead, like way far ahead, and I think I got a little too cocky Oh, with, you know, <laughs> thinking, oh, I've got this. Uh, so I just finished Feels Like Home the other day, and I wrote it in two and a half weeks, and I was oh exhausted. Goodness. Oh, how <laughs> did you do that? I'm a pretty fast writer anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only ever done that with one other book, and that was never enough. I wrote it in about Pretty much about two and a half weeks also. I just was consumed by the story and just couldn't stop. And I was also out of town. I went up to uh, Seattle, Tacoma, mm-hmm. and went to a PBR event because the book was about a, a professional bull rider. And I was just inspired. And so I pretty much wrote half the book, I think, in that trip. Wow. But um, so I tend to write books. Usually it takes me about a month. Mm-hmm. Um. So this one was hard, though, like I said, with my daughter home. And so I actually ended up packing up my stuff. And I went to a historical inn in the town that it's based in, Comfort, Texas. And I was the only oh. person there. I had this whole inn to myself with the with the innkeeper there. And I just I knocked it out. I don't know how I did it, but I just enjoyed the peace and the quiet. And it was really one of my favorite little towns. And it was... Kind of sad because it almost felt like a ghost town. There was nobody there. But Mm -hmm. every day at 5 o'clock, the locals would come and sit on what's called High Street, which is the main little historical street. And they were all keeping their distance. And I would just sit in my room and watch them all and write. And it just was – it was – a weird time, but mm-hmm. but a neat time, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, it does sound amazing. Yeah, it was pretty pretty I kind of felt like I had the whole town to myself, although eating was difficult because <laughs> everything's closed. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> uh, so what does a typical day look like for you? Usually the first thing I do, get up, and I've got two dogs and four cats, five right now with my daughter home, so everybody gets <laughs> fed. We will usually hang outside for a little bit, and then I come into my office, and I'll try to answer emails or messages or get caught up on stuff. And then I just sit and write. Um, And if it's a good day and I'm not interrupted, I could probably get anywhere between five to 8,000 words in.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah, if it's a good day, which those days aren't always always there, but um, I don't have a strict – plan. Like I write from this time to that time. I just write when I'm kind of moved to write. And if it's not there, I just get up and I walk away and I go do something else. And when I feel like it's there, I, I come back. So it's really kind of weird. I don't, I know some people say they write better in the morning or they write better at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have that. I've never really struggled with writer's block. Knock on wood. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I know as soon as I say that, um, so yeah, I just, I do try to keep it to where it is in like the normal part of the day. So when my husband comes home or something, we have normal family time. It doesn't always mm-hmm. work that way, but um, I don't try to stress. I just kind of let it happen and and do my thing. But I also do everything myself, so I don't know why I put all that extra burden on myself, but mm-hmm. I'm sort of a control freak, I guess <laughs> you could say. <laughs>
0: Let me just interrupt for a second to let you know that Living in the Pages is part of the Frolic Podcast Network, a podcast community of everything romance-related, from book club-style discussion, author interviews, comedy critique, you name it. Find new shows to subscribe to at frolic.media podcast. And now let's get back to our interview. Are there any other genres you've thought of delving
1: into? You know, historical romance is my favorite genre. Is it? Oh, I am just, I love historical romance. I always have. And I have dabbled in it. I co-wrote a book um, with a good friend of mine, Kristen Merritt. called Predestined Hearts. And she did the contemporary side and I did the historical. My only problem is is I hate writing in third person. Mm, Yeah. And so this... What I I wrote in first with this, which is, you know, not really. You don't really read very historical books that are written in first person. But I would love to try to do it, but I don't know if I have the guts to do it because it's just oh. such a. The readers in historical are just so passionate, and mm-hmm. it's. I don't know if I. I don't know if I could put myself <laughs> out there. Like that's not what they would say. <laughs> yeah. That's not what they would do. So it's. It's a dream that maybe someday I'll do it. I kind of have an idea tucked away, but right now it just, it hasn't been something that I could, I could do. But so I would say historical, pretty much. I love contemporary romance. I don't really Mm -hmm. see myself veering away from that. Are you a big reader? Yes
0: usually yes. historical or do you have other genres you love reading?
1: Oh, not always just historical. I'll go on a historical binge, but um I think one of my favorite authors is Jennifer Propes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love her. Love her. Um love contemporary romance. Um, just I think I have been reading since gosh, since I could remember. I remember sneaking in my sister's room and pulling out a romance book that she had under her bed. <laughs> And reading it and thinking, she's gonna get in so much trouble if our girl finds <laughs> this book. <thing." laughs> and I remember my husband used to tease me because I could not wait to go to Barnes and Noble to buy books. And he would be, Why can't you just get a library card like a normal person? I'm like, oh, That's not the same thing. I have to keep the book. So when they first came out with the Nook, I was ecstatic. The idea of just that instant Mm -hmm. glorification when you could just click a button and your book would appear, oh, I loved it. So ever since then, I was like, yep, Mm -hmm. that's it. But yeah, I've been very much a lover of of reading.
0: What advice would you give writers just starting out?
1: You know, I think the biggest thing for me is I get a lot of people who say they get stuck and they can't – they can't progress and they keep going back and they're stuck with the same few chapters. And I always tell them for me, I think the biggest thing you need to do is write for yourself, Mm -hmm. write what you want to write, not what other people want you to write or what's expected of you to write and just sit down and write that first draft. Just write it, get it out, get it done and then go back. I am not a write a few chapters, go back and read through It would take me forever to write a book if I did that. Mm -hmm. So really, if the biggest piece of advice I give when people ask me, just sit down and write. Just write it and get it all down on paper and then go back. But that and and write what you want to write. I think if I wrote what other people told me to write, I might not have been where I am today. That's good advice.
0: I saw that you started writing when you were really young, and (laughs) I wondered... How did it feel to transition into journal writing, into publishing your first book? What did you do to celebrate?
1: <laughs> what did I do to celebrate? Oh, my goodness. Um, we probably went out to dinner. I think it really took me until I, I my fourth book. I hit New York Times with it. Sweet. And I don't really think it hit me until... I dropped my daughter off at school, and I was driving home, and my agent had called me and asked uh, where I was. And I told her I was driving, and um, I pulled off on the side of the road, and I just remember when she told me, I just burst into tears. Um, And I think that's when it hit, and I think that's when I was like, okay, okay, (laughs) this is pretty neat. (laughs) Uh, But those first couple of books were just such a whirlwind that I don't even know if I allowed myself time to even think about it. Kind of almost like you're like this is almost a little bit too good to be true so you don't really want to mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. too much about it. So, I didn't do a whole whole lot of like woohoo until that that fourth book with that New York Times and then I lord knows what I did. <laughs> I know <laughs> I opened up a bottle of champagne, I know nice. that. <laughs> Well,
0: let's do a fast five. I will ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head. Oh, Lord. Okay. (laughs) Last movie you loved?
1: Probably Frozen 2.
0: What's on your nightstand? Uh, A Bible. What's something that would surprise
1: us about you? Oh, gosh. I'm pretty open. (laughs) Uh, I'm definitely afraid of heights. Oh. What did you have for breakfast? Um, I had a
0: protein bar. Snapshot of a favorite memory.
1: Probably the first time my husband told me he loved me. Aw. Sweet. <laughs> Even though he just gave me a Valentine's Day card two days ago. I'm like, um, <laughs> you're a little late. <laughs> Why now? <laughs> I know. He said he had two of them. I'm like, why did you have? Because he gave me one on Valentine's Day. I said, why did you have two? And he goes, well, I wanted to surprise you and give you one in the morning and one at night. And I forgot (laughs) I had the other one. I just found it in my car. Cute. Yeah, he's precious.
0: Well, it's time for us to sing a song. Okay. Ooh, I like (laughs) your answer.
1: (laughs) I won't promise my voice will be good, but I'll give it a try. It
0: doesn't have to be good at all.
1: Am I supposed to pick which one we're going to do? You pick. Um, how about What a Wonderful World? Okay. Okay.
0: I see <laughs> trees of green, red, red, roses, green, green, red roses too. True. I see In them bloom blue for, for me and, and you. And, and I, I think, think to myself, myself what, what a wonderful, wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white, the bright, blessed day, the dark, sacred night. I get to myself, get right in your phone, what a wonderful world. Uh, Then how does the next part go? Uh, the colors of the, the, rainbow. Colors on the rainbow, so pretty, so pretty in the sky. Also on the faces of people going by, I see friends shaking hands, saying, "How do you do?" They're only saying, "I love you." I see I this song, song is so long <laughs> babies crying I <laughs> watch them grow They'll learn, learn so, so much, much more, more than I'll ever know. know And, and I, I think, think to, to myself, myself what, what, what a, a wonderful, wonderful world. world Let's do it repeat. I think to myself What a wonderful world. world.
1: Yay. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Uh, I won't be having anybody knocking on my door to do do an album. I know that.
0: (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for doing this today.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me. And I hope
0: you have a great rest of the day and you get all done with your deadlines. Thank you. Thank you. You as well. And you too. Enjoy this day. I will. It's beautiful here get outside yes definitely all right take care kelly all right you too bye-bye and bye-bye thanks everyone for listening lucky and love is live now have a great week see you next time living in the pages is now part of the frolic podcast network Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.